Welcome to Bite Size Podcast today. This week our focus theme is on God, who he is, his character, and attributes, and more. This theme is covered in four episodes. This is episode three of this theme, and thank you for joining us. It is so easy for us to say, if God loves us, why does he allow us to go to hell? How does one who claimed to love us choose to allow us into eternal damnation? I think many of us have had these questions being asked, or any similar questions. It's it's that difficulty in reconciling love with judgment. So for the next two episodes, we'll try and reconcile the two. We'll try and speak on God, the judge, and God, full of love. I know we're always quick to speak about how loving God is. And that is very good. But I think if we don't cover his judgment, we leave a gap in our understanding. Because most of the time, his judgment are the bridge through which his acts of love come to us. You know, when we read in the book of Genesis chapter 3, it gives us a different picture, an interesting picture of who God is. It shows him judging for sin, but it also shows him in his love, covering. So let's start today in Genesis chapter 2. And let's go to verse 16 and 17. And we'll read them. This is what it's saying. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. So I want to focus on two distinct things that we see in this passage of Scripture. The first one is God speaks to the man. It's very specific. It says the Lord God commanded the man. He gives instruction to the one that he has given responsibility of tending the garden. To me, this shows the clear responsibility that God has given to those that have been given the mantle of leadership and through which the vision of God come because they are the ones who have received direct instruction from God. The Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. And this is not just a clear instruction on 
what to do. But it's also a clear instruction of what not to do. That's why God said you shall eat of every tree except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Secondly, God tells the man the consequences of doing what God has instructed the man not to do. He tells the man clearly what type of judgment will come out of disobedience. When, when we know the word of God, we know the judgment that comes with disobedience. God is clear from the beginning. So that when we enter into something, we know exactly the consequences of it. I think I would call that fair judgment. There is a need to, to, to reconcile God's beauty and love in creation with God's seriousness about his instruction and direction. There are always consequences to disobedience. Just, the, just as their outcomes set out for unbelief and for every decision that we make. This consequence, I think, is even more glaring, glaringly scripted by the writer of the book of Hebrews in chapter 10. He writes it like this. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. Even in love and grace, God's judgment is not stilled. Because if it was, then we will abuse the love and grace. For us, there is one who took upon himself all our judgment, which is Jesus Christ. Yet if we choose to live a life not befitting the grace we have been given, then we choose judgment over grace. Now, I know I'm digressing a little bit, but I think we always need to look at ourselves when coming to the Word of God. Look at what it means for us today. This, I think, helps to drive this point home. Because it is available for us today to use. Now, let's go back to Genesis. I said Genesis chapter 2 gives a foundation of who God is as a judge. Now let's look at how he ushers his judgment. If you read in Genesis chapter 3 verse 14 to 19 it reads like this And the Lord God said unto the serpent because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. 
and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field, in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. Till thou return to the ground, for out of it wast thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Now out of this passage, there's a few things that I want us to look at before we conclude our session today. God dishes out punishment to those that are involved in this act of, of disobedience. First, the serpent, then the woman, and lastly, the man. God is very precise on the judgment he dishes out to each one of them. But most interestingly, because he had created everything in service of the man, God's curse to the man goes beyond the man himself, but also to the environment in which the man operates. The same environment which was meant to serve the man, and then the ultimate judgment of death. As God says, thou shalt return to the ground, is passed to the man as the custodian of the initial instruction given by God. So what does all of this mean? I think firstly, God is a righteous judge. Because the consequence of death, which was given when the instruction was given to the man, is passed through, is passed on when the judgment is given. And in his righteousness, he is able to apportion appropriate judgment to us when we deliberately choose to go against his instruction. Secondly, I think there is a need to understand the judgment of God as a consequence of his love for us. Because I wouldn't hold judgment from my child because I love them I will continue to give the judgment because it might stop them from going even further in fact if you go to the book of Psalms chapter 19 the writer of that psalm in verses 11 verses 8 to 11 puts it like this the statutes of the Lord are right rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, 
enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. <laughs> the writer says the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. But he further says, By them thy servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Here he's speaking of the laws of the Lord. Adam was given just one law to keep, which was not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He was given warning, but because he chose not to keep the law, his reward was that of judgment of God, which judgment came on all of us because we are his descendants. His judgment is almost always followed by an act of love and redemption. That is why the Apostle Paul says, While we were yet dead in our sin, God loved us. The act of love is always an attempt to rescue us from our own disobedience, to cover our shame and nakedness. It is always an unmerited act of a righteous an awesome God. Well, friends, we will end our discussion of God here today. But please join us tomorrow as we explore further God's redemptive love that He ushers through His judgment. Thank you for tuning in to Bite Size today. May God bless you and keep you. Well, friends, if you want to get into contact with us or you have burning questions about this theme or any other biblical questions, you can do so through our social media pages. Facebook is Byte Sized. Twitter, it's at Byte underscore word. Instagram, it's Byte Word. Or you can send us an email on Bitesized zero at gmail.com again thank you for tuning in and goodbye